welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on Root Causes and Resolutions of Hatred. We're actually beginning to wind down today on this entire series. I know it's taken a little bit to get here, especially since now we have a span of, you know, around three to four days per episode. But I hope you're getting some enjoyment out of it, and I hope that you are taking notes and sharing it with those who may benefit from it. We did have kind of an interjection between the last session and this one, as I really wanted to talk to the audience about the latest book that's out, Machine Inside Me, because there was a lot of information there that's applicable in this series on resolving hatred, and especially when it comes to mind patterns and uh, the physiology or the, the, the neurochemistry that is involved uh, because the book has all of that in there. And it's even though it's only 48 pages, it's chock full of great information, illustrations. Um, it did hit number three on the uh, new release uh, list of Amazon and it also hit number 11 on the bestseller list. So did pretty good. I'm very happy with the results of that book. Uh, but also my full intention is not necessarily to you know, become somebody rich and famous over it, but rather to make an impact in the lives of others and especially children. And um, I did it in that interview that I shared. um, We had mentioned the fact that, you know, this is not only going to be helpful to children reading it, but to parents so they can kind of get inside of their mind and their heart to really see how they ended up where they are and how they can best provide an environment where they can thrive. Okay, so jumping back into this, I promised you we we're going to come back and talk about coping with criticism and uh, some other items, including journaling, etc., etc. Uh, but I want to uh, start out by <clears throat> talking about the opposite of mindfulness. We all know what mindfulness is. It's basically you know being aware or on the lookout for negative thoughts. But when we get ourselves into trouble, oftentimes what happens is that you focus so much on the negative thoughts and trying to stop those negative thoughts that they just keep recurring. They keep coming back and slapping you in the face. And it just feels like it's so non-productive to be aware or to stay aware in terms of being mindful when your negative thoughts then become predominant. So how do we change that? How do we affect our thoughts in such a way that we can keep them from rebounding? Um, So experts believe that the thought rebounding that takes place after trying to stop negative thoughts can be even more damaging. Now, the reason for that is, is, um, and then this is one reason that I have a problem with some types of therapy. The more that you have to rehearse what happened to you, the incident, the upset, the offense, the hurt, the damage... You have to go back in time and rehearse it again and again and again because you're explaining it to a therapist or you're, and I'm not saying there isn't times where that's appropriate. Please don't hear me wrong. I know there are some treatments where maybe that's appropriate and that's not the point of this conversation. But what I'm saying is the more you do that, the more you generate the same 
neurochemicals or reaction that you had when it happened. And when you are trying to pay too much attention to the negative thoughts and get that rebounding that we're talking about right now, it can it can just make your um, your your general state as well as your physiology and in a very bad position. Um, instead, uh, psychologists generally recommend finding ways to deal with the negative thoughts more directly. So <clears throat> I find from the experience that I've had with so many is that it's better to focus on who you want to become and to have in mind sort of a blueprint or what I call a, a vision statement where you can constantly redirect your thoughts back to that vision statement. Nope, this is who I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm going to align with. And begin to create goals and study material that's going to push your mind to rewire itself in that direction. Okay? So that, that's my answer to that. Now let's talk about coping with criticism. In addition to cognitive restructuring, which is what I just explained to you, Another aspect is sometimes helpful for those with social anxiety involves something known as assertive defense of the self. Since it is possible that some of the time people will actually be critical and judgmental toward you, it's important that you're able to cope with rejection and criticism. And that's always a hard thing to do for all of us. I don't care who you are. This process is usually conducted in therapy with a pretend conversation between you and your therapist to build up your assertiveness skills and assertive responses to criticism. So what we're talking about here is role play, where you learn how to respond more effectively by practicing it. So just like I had discussed with you how we can reframe towards who we want to become, you can also reframe towards how you want to have a conversation with somebody who's going to criticize you. Just like having a fire drill. Unless you've rehearsed it and, and thought it through and planned it out and maybe even acted it out in your head and physically or intentionally in some way, you won't know how to respond in a fire. Well, it's the same thing when you have a fire in your brain. <laughs> it's like a fire drill in the brain. So you, the more that you rehearse how you should respond, how you should reframe, what kind of thoughts you should be diverting to when you run into real life encounters of criticism or rejection, you're going to be more prepared for it. Uh, some research suggests that facing potential social mishaps that contribute to these triggers of anxiety and negative thinking can also be helpful. The goal of improving your ability to handle criticism and rejection is to help increase your tolerance or wire your brain, rewire your brain, and create programs that are going to be a lot more effective and keep you out of distress and prevent those negative triggers. So I hope that's helpful to you. I do want to come back tomorrow. I have I have some more free. As I said, we are winding down on this. So I might only have one or two of these left, and then we're going to switch to a whole new topic. If you'd like to reach out to me, please do. I'd love to hear from you. You can just reach out in the contact form through ipvconsulting.com. Uh, that's Integrity People and Vision, for those of you that don't understand the initials to it, ipvconsulting.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have ideas for podcasts, that would be great as well. Uh, or if you want to get a copy of that book, uh, Machine Inside of You, and you can also get that on Amazon as well as my book, Reframe and Rewire, and that's available on audio as well. Well, I wish you all the best, and I encourage you to come back for the next episode. This is Michelle Stuffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thanks for joining me.